The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. The tiny Middle Eastern nation of Israel, since its founding nearly 70 years ago, has constantly been in conflict with Arab neighbors, with Palestinians in occupied territories, and with its own people, split between secular and religious worldviews. Your Bible shows how events in that region will determine the future of the whole world. What does Bible prophecy reveal? The good news is that Middle East conflicts will lead to the most wonderful event since Jesus Christ's resurrection, His return to planet Earth to establish the Kingdom of God. At that time, the city of Jerusalem will become the capital not only of the Middle East, but the capital of the world. The prophet Isaiah gives us a preview. Isaiah 2, verse 3. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, shall judge between the nations, and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Today, however, we see continuing conflicts in the Middle East. So will we ever see peace in Israel and the surrounding Arab countries? How will end-time events affect global politics and economics and the lives of you and your loved ones? You need to know. You need to watch the Middle East. You need to watch the prophetic signs from your Bible. Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. Many of you watching this program have never lived in a world without a state of Israel. Yet the tiny beleaguered nation has had to fight almost constantly for its survival since it declared independence from Great Britain on May 14, 1948. Beyond Israel, across the Middle East, Arab nations are in conflicts of their own. Despite more than 20 years of American military involvement in Iraq, Western force has not been able to put an end to the Daesh movement, also called ISIS or Islamic State. These revolutionaries seek to establish their idea of a Muslim state ruled by Sharia law across the old Ottoman Empire and beyond. One of its names, ISIL, Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, specifically includes current Israel within territory it seeks to conquer. Estimates of ISIS-related deaths are hard to come by, but one January 2016 report said that more than 18,000 civilians have been killed in two years of conflict, while literally millions in Syria and elsewhere have fled from their homes and become refugees. How much more blood will be shed before this conflict is resolved? Will there ever be a time when the Middle East achieves lasting peace? On today's program, We'll discuss five prophetic signs your Bible gives us to watch for in the Middle East. And we'll be offering you an exciting free booklet 
that will give you inspiring insight and understanding. It's titled, The Middle East in Prophecy. This booklet will give you understanding about what the Bible teaches about the amazing end-time events surrounding Jerusalem and the entire Middle East. You can order the booklet by calling the phone number on your screen or by visiting our website, tomorrowsworld.org. The good news is that your Bible foretells a time when peace will reign not only in the Middle East, but on all of planet Earth. That time will come only after a period of intense war and suffering such as our world has never before seen. But if we know what prophetic signs we should be looking for, we can have hope and confidence in God's promised future of peace. What are some of those prophetic signs? Sign number one is military alliances east of the Euphrates. The Euphrates River runs from Turkey through Syria and Iraq to the Persian Gulf. During the prophesied day of the Lord, an immense army of 200 million soldiers will move westward across the Euphrates River into the Middle East. In the book of Revelation, we read about this powerful army from the east. The Apostle John describes this as the sixth trumpet plague. If you have your Bible, turn to Revelation, the ninth chapter. Notice where this huge force will be gathered. Revelation 9, verse 13. Then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. John continues in verse 15. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, hyacinth blue, and sulfur yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions. And out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues, listen to this, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. This is describing a world war in which billions of human beings will die as an army of 200 million drives west across the Euphrates River and destroys one-third of the planet's population. This is why Jesus Christ told us that unless those days would be shortened, no flesh would be saved alive. That's in Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. What world powers are east of the Euphrates? Look at a map and you will find nations including Iran, India, China, and Russia. Be sure to watch those nations' military developments and international alliances. Prophetic sign number one is military alliances east of the Euphrates. Sign number two is greater unity among Israel's long-standing enemies. We'll discuss that sign in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you this exciting free booklet the Middle East in Prophecy. This exciting booklet will help you in your study of Bible prophecy and give you advanced information on end time events. Listen to these subheads. Who will control Jerusalem? Temple sacrifices restored? Watch for the abomination of desolation. You need this booklet and you need to know the future according to Bible prophecy. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of the Middle East in Prophecy. 
You can also order this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-236-0531. That number again is 1-800-236-0531. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World, call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that the nation of Israel will be challenged by great military alliances east of the Euphrates. What prophetic signs should you be watching concerning the future of the Middle East and, frankly, the future of the world? Your Bible reveals these prophetic signs. Sign number one was military alliances east of the Euphrates. Sign two, greater unity among Israel's long-standing enemies. Until 1967, Israel's enemy Jordan controlled the eastern half of divided Jerusalem. Then in June 1967, Israel fought what came to be called the Six-Day War, pitted against the combined forces of Egypt, Syria, and Jordan. Israel captured the Sinai Peninsula, the Golan Heights, the West Bank, and East Jerusalem. Since then, there have been occasional military strikes, as well as the years-long intifada, which is Arabic for shaking off, in which Palestinians struck out against Israeli rule. South of Iran, traditional disputes among Arabs and Muslims continue, yet students of Bible prophecy know to watch for growing unity among those forces against their common enemy, Israel. While some mistakenly focus on Iran as the main destabilizer of the region, your Bible reveals that it will be a king of the south that will unite several Arab nations, forming a power block so threatening that the prophesied king of the north will intensify its military actions around Jerusalem. That's in Daniel 11, verses 40 through 45. These actions will bring about a frightening conflict that will shake our world. But Bible students will be able to recognize that this is also a sign that Jesus Christ will soon return as prophesied. Sign number two is greater unity among Israel's long-standing enemies. Prophetic sign number three is animal sacrifices restored in Jerusalem. If you've read the books of Daniel and Matthew in your Bible, you may have been puzzled by the mysterious abomination of desolation. What is it? And what will it mean in end-time prophecy? First, let's look at Jesus' own words, Matthew 24, verse 15. He said, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Historically, the Greek ruler Antiochus Epiphanes issued a decree in 167 B.C., 
that prohibited the Jews from making sacrifices in the temple. Turn to Daniel 11, verse 31. And forces shall be mustered by him, and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifices and place there the abomination of desolation. Historically, not only did Antiochus stop the daily sacrifices, he erected in the temple a statue of Jupiter Olympus and directed everyone to worship it. This event, also prophesied in Daniel the 8th chapter, prefigures a prophesied end-time milestone, Daniel 12, verse 11. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Yes, my friends, 1,290 days before Jesus Christ's second coming, animal sacrifices will again be cut off. Jesus warns us as Christians to be alert to an end-time abomination of desolation. Just as Antiochus Epiphanes profaned the temple in 167 B.C. and cut off the sacrifices, so will a profane authority cut off Jewish sacrifices in the future. In fact, the Apostle Paul warns us of a great false prophet that will stand in the holy place. Turn to 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. A great false prophet will cultivate worship toward himself and claim the mantle of divinity. My friends, when animal sacrifices begin again in Jerusalem, you will know that the prophecies Jesus spoke about are soon heading for a grand smash climax. The point is that sacrifices must be presented in a holy place. But historically, we see in the book of Ezra in your Bible, that sacrifices could be made daily even without a physical building called a temple. Watch for developments in Jerusalem, in Israel, leading to the reinstitution of animal sacrifices. This may or may not mean the rebuilding of a full-scale temple structure. Notice what happened when the Jews returned from Babylonia in exile around 536 B.C. They had a holy place, but not yet a temple. Ezra chapter 3 in verse 8 describes their coming to the house of God before they had a temple in which to offer sacrifice. As it states in verse 6, from the first day of the seventh month they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, although the foundation of the temple of the Lord had not been laid. One way or another, animal sacrifices will resume though it remains to be seen exactly where and how this will occur. Prophetic sign number three is animal sacrifices restored in Jerusalem. A time is coming when forces outside Jerusalem will keep Muslim opponents at bay so the Israeli Jews can perform their animal sacrifices. We'll discuss that in a moment. Watch for a great national crisis in Israel to precipitate this event. To help you watch and keep you informed, I'd like to offer you this inspiring booklet, The Middle Eastern Prophecy. It's free of charge and there's no obligation. Listen to these subheads. 
Will Russia control the Middle East? Bitter family rivalry. The final phases of World War III. Ultimate peace. You need this booklet. Just pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of the Middle East in Prophecy. Just call the number on your screen or contact us on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just request the Middle East booklet. Call now. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. For years, Jerusalem's importance to three major world religions had made its administration a focus of international controversy. What trends can we expect in the Middle East? Prophetic sign number four is attempts to make Jerusalem an international city. Although Israel has controlled both East and West Jerusalem since 1967, many other governments want to see Jerusalem administered internationally. The original 1947 United Nations Partition Plan for Palestine, UN General Assembly Resolution 181, proposed that Jerusalem be treated as a corpus separatum, an internationally administrated zone. And although this status never took effect, many still hope for something similar to be achieved. In 1984, Pope John Paul II wrote in his apostolic letter, Redemptoris Anno, that he hoped Jerusalem could be given a, quote, special internationally guaranteed status, end of quote. Who might guarantee that status? In 1975, U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger proposed that Jerusalem become an international city with the control of holy places and religious administration given to the Roman Catholic pontiff. As recently as November 2015, a Vatican representative at the United Nations affirmed this position when Apostolic Nuncio Archbishop Bernardito Alzu said, quote, the holy city of Jerusalem is the spiritual patrimony of the three monotheistic religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. In this context, the Holy See, that is the Roman Catholic seat of government, renews its support for a comprehensive, just, and lasting solution to the question of the city of Jerusalem, which should, inter alia, ensure the freedom of religion and of conscience of its inhabitants, as well as the free and unhindered access to the holy places by the faithful of all religions and nationalities." End of quote. Will such international control of Jerusalem be achieved? The Bible reveals that a shocking turn of events will occur through which the city of Jerusalem will be controlled not by Israel, but instead by other governmental powers. Turn in your Bible to Luke, the 21st chapter. Here Jesus describes an end-time takeover of Jerusalem. Verse 20, But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart, and let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Now notice verse 24. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. As shocking as it may seem, 
Jerusalem will be controlled in the future, not by Israel, but by the Gentiles. How long will that control last? Turn to Revelation 11, verse 1. The Apostle John wrote, Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. Listen to this. And they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. Yes, Jerusalem, the holy city, will be controlled by the Gentiles for 42 months before Jesus Christ returns. A great world power described as the beast in the book of Revelation will invade the Middle East and take control of Jerusalem for the three and a half years preceding the return of Jesus Christ. During that time, two prophets of God will be witnessing with great power and will contend against the Gentile force that will then be dominating the Middle East. You can read about this in Revelation 11, verses 3 through 14. Despite so many failed international proposals to control Jerusalem, one powerful religio-political force will soon succeed as none have done before. We'll discuss that in the conclusion of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you our inspiring free booklet, The Middle Eastern Prophecy. It will help you understand the Bible and world events as we approach the end of this present age and await Jesus Christ's soon return. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of The Middle Eastern Prophecy. Just ask for the booklet on the Middle East. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org or you can write to us at one of our regional offices. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-236-0531. That number again is 1-800-236-0531. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World, call now. On today's program, we've discussed four prophetic signs of end-time trouble in the Middle East that will immediately precede the return of Jesus Christ. They are, one, military alliances east of the Euphrates, two, greater unity among Israel's long-standing enemies, three, animal sacrifices restored in Jerusalem, and four, attempts to make Jerusalem an international city. A fifth sign that will precede Christ's return is a European superpower controlling Jerusalem. Earlier we learned of the prophesied king of the north, a superpower north of Jerusalem. That superpower is identified in Bible prophecy as a revival of the ancient Roman Empire. And before Christ returns, 
its forces will take control of Jerusalem. Turn to Daniel, the 11th chapter. The prophet Daniel also describes the rise of a competing power guided by a leader south of Jerusalem, which will push against that northern power. Daniel 11, verse 40. At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships. And he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. He, the king of the north, shall also enter the glorious land, or the holy land. And many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall escape from his hand, Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. The king of the north will enter into the glorious land, the location of the modern state of Israel. Bible scholars identify Ammon, which escapes out of the king's hand along with Edom and Moab, as modern-day Jordan, leading many to believe that Jordan will be allied with the European power. Who will be a part of this alliance against Israel? Notice Psalm 83. Assyria, modern-day Germany, will lead an alliance including Moab, Ammon, and Edom. Look at your Bible maps to find their historic locations. And if you have not already done so, go to our website, tomorrowsworld.org, and download or request a free copy of our informative article, Resurgent Germany, a Fourth Reich, to learn more about Germany's role as modern-day Assyria. What does Scripture tell us about the King of the North? We've seen that it is also known as the Beast. But who is the Beast? Notice this marginal note from the Dewey Reims, or the New Catholic Edition of the Bible, commenting on the beast of Revelation 17, verse 11. The beast spoken of here seems to be the Roman Empire, as in chapter 13. In other words, both the beast of Revelation 17 and the beast of Revelation 13 represent the Roman Empire. Yes, the beast is a revival of the ancient Roman Empire. If you're watching world events, perhaps you've observed that the European Union is developing political, military, and economic characteristics of the empire described in Scripture. You can read about the economic power of this empire in Revelation 18. That empire will seek to subdue the Middle East, Luke 21 and verse 19. Jesus told us, By your patience possess your souls, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near. In verse 36, Jesus admonishes us to watch and pray always. My friends, be sure to watch events in the Middle East. The day is soon coming when Jesus Christ will return to rule the entire world from his throne in Jerusalem. Be sure to request our inspiring and informative free booklet, The Middle East in Prophecy. It's free of charge and there's no obligation. Just pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of the Middle East in Prophecy. Just call the number on your screen or contact us on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. My friends, watch the Middle East and pray for God's kingdom to come. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World or watch us online at any time. The challenging and stressful times in which we live, you need the solid guidance that comes from your Bible. Gerald Weston, Wallace Smith, and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ, 
the good news of the coming kingdom of God and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. So be sure to join us again next week right here at the same time. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.